0: This is (laughs) CliffCentral.com.
1: Ah, yes. Nothing like a little Mariah Carey to get you uh, to set the tone for another edition of Between Two Femmes. Good afternoon. Just for our
2: friend out there. (laughs) <laughs> our friend, our friend, who likes to believe that he's Mariah Carey, Sia do you know, he sings along <laughs> to the song. Does uh, he do that like like high pitched, long? Yes, yes, hold. yes. He
1: he closes the one side of his ear as if he's got an earpiece in there, and he moves his hand up and down, and he imagines that he is Mariah Carey in that moment. Ha. Um, hello, Aswasia.:
2: Hello, Mabali.
1: We are feeling a little bit run down and we tired should today. We say hello
2: to our listeners? It is between two femmes. Yes. On it a is. Thursday. Yes. We got distracted by Mariah Carey. Well, she, <laughs> she will do that to you
1: still after all these years. But, um, you know, it, I mean, I know it's it's spring and everybody's got that step in them and it's great and it's warm again and it's fantastic and pheromones are doing all sorts of things to people. But you and I were just talking about <laughs> I feel how... I the
2: pheromones might be clapping me really hard.
1: <laughs> you and I were talking about just how a little bit tired we are today.
2: That's what it is. It's the pheromones. Jeez, they're just overwhelming. Me. No, I, I still
1: maintain that it's just, you know, every now and again you need that... um what is this? it's like getting a refill in your car, mm. you know, when you're mm. running on empty and then you just need that that extra boost of energy? I think that's all it is. But you know what? Let's not waste any time because we do have the w- not. we have the news to get to, and then we've got Mandy Wiener who's back joining us again this afternoon. Um, always good to have Mandy joining us because you know she does such a lot of great she and impressive sterling work. work. Sterling work. I just want to here Mandy. For my
3: ego to be <laughs>
2: stroked. It's wonderful. Know,
1: We have no problem stroking your ego, Mandy. We'll stroke
2: your ego if you come often. (laughs) Sorry, um, that is
1: just
2: actually it. There's so much wrong with that statement. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, What what, what will we be talking to to Mandy about today, Aspasia, just briefly? Because, you know, Mandy does a lot of uh, great work when it comes to crime investigation. The last time, Mandy, you were here, we were talking about all the women who are doing great work in fighting crime, whether it's through the legal system, forensics and science, Police, that kind of thing. But
2: this this week, Mandy is talking about her current um, report in the Marie Claire September Marie Claire, which was "Is femicide the new divorce," which is pretty interesting. It's a huge question. It's already sparked off some interesting Twitter debate. And we are going to be tackling that after the women's news. All right. Well, speaking of the women's news, let's get
1: straight into it. And I think kind of on the opposite side of femicide being or possibly being the new divorce is the story of this young pretty lady, just 26 years old. Her name is Cindy Siwe yes. Um She's, of course, the murder accused in the um, Flabba case. And. Uh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But, I mean, I was just going through some of the details from her testimony yesterday, and I know that she's back in court today as well. And it seems that her story is that she was defending herself, essentially. You know, this, this man was ill-treating her. Um, he was manhandling her. He would call her name. He'd isolated her.
2: Mm. It was all classic signs of women's Right. Abuse.
1: He accused her of infidelity, and her testimony is that actually she was terrified for for her, for her safety. And uh, that is how he, in fact, died. And then after she allegedly stabbed him, she then took a piece of glass and cut her own wrist because, you know, she wanted to die. I I mean, again, this is the thing is uh, the notion of when when a woman takes I
3: the life think of a man. It, it ties in so well with this issue of, of whether femicide is the new divorce, because if her version is true, yes. then it, it, it really does resonate with so many of the other stories that I looked at of, of why women are killed mm. and the percentage of women who are killed by their their partners, their intimate partners. And this is just one case, if her version is true, mm. where she managed to come out alive, whereas she she could have very well died. Of she course, if she's victim. telling the truth.
2: How, how, Mandy, would they actually prove that she was telling the truth? I
3: think the forensics will probably come come into it. Right. Um, so, I mean, you know, you you watch CSI. It's not always like that in reality, <laughs> but I think a lot of it will come down to to um, whether she's got marks on her body, um, whether it was self defence, you know, mm. whether she was jealous or not, whether there are eyewitnesses, that kind of thing, um, and and that's for the court to test whether her version is reasonably possibly true.
1: Can I just ask from from your from your sense in in and I I don't know how much of the story you've actually been monitoring or paying attention. I assume you have. It's a line of business, but have we managed to pick up whether or not there's been more or less the same kind of reaction to her that there was to Oscar Pistorius, where initially it's a case of people saying we don't believe you, you're a liar, you hurt her, mm. or you hurt him. Are there differences because she's a woman, or is it exactly the same? I mean, have you managed to gauge yeah, I mean, that at I, all? I,
3: I haven't been covering it, you know, myself, yeah. but obviously I, I have been watching what's going on. It's always interesting to watch that sentiment yes. of of not just on social media or on Twitter, but just generally, um, you know, to to watch the public reaction. And uh, you know. I do find that generally in South Africa, and you just look at the, the Bonang issue now. Mm. Um, it, you know, it'd be mm. so quick to, to make the woman wrong. Um, you know, whereas the prosecution is saying mm. that Flabber apparently was cheating on her with three different women. Right. Um, you know, that was what came out in, in court today. Uh, and, you know, the, yet the, we still make her wrong for defending herself. Yes. Um, but I think it also comes down to what the courts decide. You know, if, if she's guilty of murder, then she's a murderer. Uh, and then she, you know, the, the public will round on her and, and, and convict her in the court of public opinion, much the way that Oscar Pistorius was convicted in the courts of public opinion. But if it's found that she was defending herself and acting in, in self-defense, I think there will be a greater degree of, of sympathy than there than was shown to Oscar Pistorius, because there was very little sympathy shown to Oscar Pistorius, True. whether he says it was self-defense, too.
2: And no one believes that story. Well. Well, so if, so in his case, self-defense against some nameless, faceless, faceless unknown, unknown intruder. non-existent intruder. Yeah, some kind of threat. Now, guys, I've got something for you. And um, it says that if you are not too good at adding, subtracting, and multiplying, the chances are that your mother was dieting when she was pregnant with you. Research has shown that um, it was a study that was showing that dieting, During pregnancy um, Has an impact On siblings Basically siblings Whose mothers dieted during pregnancy Scored lower on maths um, Than siblings whose mothers Had eaten with wild abandon (laughs) And so Basically it's quite interesting In terms of people say Who are poverty struck And their mothers are not um, Eating uh, Effectively during pregnancy because it may have an impact on their mathematical scores. Um, and it was, I thought it was quite interesting. And apparently in the States, this is opening up new areas of litigation where adults who have failed to plan, obtain employment because of their poor maths could basically sue their mothers. Wha-
1: okay. Well, in, you know what? It is hardly America.
2: surprising with Americans that,
1: that that would even be a possibility. Sure. That is completely understandable. Um, we know the effects that alcohol and drugs have on infants before, no, before they're born. Um, we know that there are too many children on this continent who are born malnourished. Uh, that, you know, that, that would support mm. this the study that you're mentioning now. Um, and then on the flip side, you also have the argument that at least in very well-developed countries, a lot of babies are actually
2: being born overweight, on the exact Such opposite. as that Australian baby that we looked at Do you remember when we looked at that picture Of that Australian baby No That was the world's The, previously, the baby. Yeah, the record was held by a baby in South Africa But now the Australian baby Has taken the record
1: And we do know the importance of those uh, What they call the formative years In a child's development That Australian
2: baby will be a genius at math I'm just saying <laughs>
1: According to this research. Well, here's another interesting story. And um, it's, it's funny because when I mentioned it, Mandy said, you guys are always talking about Caitlyn Jenner when I'm here. And I don't. It, OK, I, I think it's because every time you've been here, Mandy, Caitlyn just happened to be in the news. <laughs>
3: no, I think it's just every week you speak about Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, my god, we we, we,
1: We're guilty of being obsessed about Caitlyn Jenner. Um, the reason that she's in the news now. Well, firstly, just a couple of days ago, she was being criticized. For her Republican stance, because you know, you're a transgender woman who's against gay, gay marriage, it's very confusing. Now, apparently, Caitlin is undergoing the legal processes of being identified as a woman by, you know, l- legally. Yeah, so she has I was to get the documents. How that
2: works.
3: But did you see that she applied for golf membership as Bruce? Did she? W- okay, well, you see,
1: why would I've, you just, do I've r- just
3: exposed <laughs> myself. Yes, you do know.
1: You're, <laughs> you're well informed with regards to Caitlin. Um, there was a story a couple of weeks ago about a transgender woman in Pretoria who went to Home Affairs to apply for documentation to be mm. classified mm. as a woman. And she told a story about how, um, the people at Home Affairs basically humiliated her because they couldn't understand. They couldn't grasp the idea. What was going on? You are a man. You are, you are trying to get us to call you a woman. It became a whole big thing that ended up in the news. Uh, the spokesperson for Home Affairs went out of his way to contact this woman and say, "Please come back and da 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 and then you know it was a whole big thing. I would also love to
2: know what that process is and well surely yeah i mean why why did Caitlin not start the process when she started all the other um processes i mean the, medical the media process, probably would have the hormone uh, picked, up, picked on up on it right okay. um true. We're very, very observant of these things, the o- media. According yeah. to reports,
1: it is said that Caitlin is also afraid of providing the necessary information, such as her medical records.
2: You oh. know, everybody
1: has been speculating about what has the happened, m- the medical procedure behind ah, all of this. Ah. But anyway, that's the latest on
2: that. That was huh. very diplomatic. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I see. My buddy, I try. <laughs> she's so diplomatic. <laughs> Now I've I've been reading your column for next month's um, Marie Claire where you speak about why is it that um, women are the only ones who are ever asked to why they how they juggle their roles motherhood mm. work blah blah nobody's asking men however do you do it multitasking yes yes and so here is some very interesting research about how South African women are juggling their multiple roles um, and some of these things are very scary. It, okay, the first four women did it, and they were saying, um, basically, mothers are stretched incredibly thin and take very little time for themselves and wish they had more time for everyone else despite the fact that they have no time for themselves. So 28% of the women in the survey were working regular hours. 21% were working regular hours with overtime, and 5% were working more than 50 hours a week. At the same time, were spending 10 to 20 hours a week with their kids. 24% were spending less than 10 hours. And 1% just said they had no time for those kids at all. Uh, 13% had no time for their partners. More than 50% said they had less than 10 hours a week with their partners. So they were rationing their hours between their partners and their children. And the things that women had the least time for. Well, health and fitness, 52% said they had no time for health and fitness. Um, leisure activities, although can you incorporate drinking that 5 o'clock glass of wine as a leisure activity? 38% sure, said, said they had I no time for that.
1: was more like that. 2 o'clock. Let's
2: just, um, <laughs> now we know
1: how stressed Mandy is.
2: <laughs> or me. I think she might that be making a, a small hint. Must, yeah. And um, friends and family, 16% said they had no time. And 43% were spending between three and six hours per week on housework. So, essentially, women have no time. So, even though 26 would like to be pampered at a spa, 23% said they had no time for themselves at all. Nothing.
1: Well, here's my question. Because I, I'm not a mother... I'm. I'm not. You know. I'm not married, so I'm juggling a lot less. Are you spending ten hours a week with your partner? Uh, well, <laughs> no. Well, I actually I don't know. I haven't seen him in the last few days. But my question is: you better
2: work on those ten hours, Mabs. My question it seems to be the bare minimum.
1: Well, my my question is then: are Are you finding that you don't have time for everything else because the burden is on you? To get everything else done on top of the fact that you've got your own career. That would be my question. Is it because, yeah, every, if, is it because after an eight hour long day at work, you get home and your husband expects you to basically take control of a house because, you know, you're the I woman, think it's you're up to the, the mother. you yeah. the individual. Yeah. yeah.
3: You know, like if you read, for example, Cheryl Sandberg's book, the COO of Facebook, mm. she wrote this book called Lean In. And you know, she's of the view that um, everything is fifty-fifty, and that it's possible for women to have um, successful careers and be parents if she they and are married her to. Her husband died husband on husband the died. Yeah, I mean, the like, irony quite literally, is just he was on a yeah. trade and, and Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, this, it's really <laughs> ironic. Um But if you read like the science behind what she says, yes, um, and and the studies that she's done and that she refers to, it is very possible for for women to to have it all, just not necessarily all at the same time. Right. And that only works if you have a fifty-fifty. Husband, partner, yes. who who is this, you know takes responsibility for
1: for rearing children, um, and I think it, it, it depends on each individual case. So the kind of partner who understands that some nights of the week he will cook dinner because you've just had a you've just had one of those days, and then maybe he might bath the child and put the child to bed instead of expecting you to do it every single night because you're the woman, you're the mother, you're the wife.
2: Yet it seems that like traditional kind of um, role play such as it is. Unless you've actually negotiated that stuff up front, which I almost think people should be doing with their partners. Yeah. It doesn't happen. People fall into these traditional roles. I, I posted something very funny yesterday about the married Kama Sutra. <laughs> and The first example was like sort of, he's loading the dishwasher. I have to actually find it. It was so funny. Um, but I mean, there's also the point of people who are um, single parents, then they do have the burden and there are so many single parents in this country Yeah, where essentially there is no partner to, to step in and do that stuff and help you. Um, here's the married Kama Sutra. No, wait. <laughs> it's not... Ah, I'm going to tell you the Married Kama Sutra because
1: it was really hysterically funny. Is it in any way as scintillating and salacious as the Kama Sutra that we've come to know?
2: It is funny, the Married Kama Sutra, Um, and it is just hysterical because I think this is truth, truth. This is the truth. Um, The first one was, when the man is loading the dishwasher and the woman must come over because he is loading it wrong, It is called The dishwasher position Oh, okay, I get it, I get it This was the second one, wait, this is very funny When the man passes gas In front of the woman, without so much As an apology, it is called The shifting of the standards (laughs) Position (laughs) Position Uh, But I think This last one was really very funny When the man lightly kisses the woman's neck And the woman tenderly Strokes the man's chest and the child runs into the room screaming because he heard a scary noise or some other bullshit. It is called the interrupted congress, which concludes the research from first from women about time for themselves.
1: Oh, uh, thank you, Aspasia. Oh, eight six one triple five one eight nine is the number to call if you'd like to get a hold of us and join in on the conversation. Or you can send your messages straight through to WeChat. Uh, right after this, we're going to be talking to Mandy Wiener and, um, the question that's asked is whether or not femicide is the new divorce. So that's, uh, that's what we're going to be tackling, uh, over the next half an hour or so. Stay with us on Between Two Fins. Our clients are the lifeblood of our business, and keeping their data safe is critical. I'm worried that client data in the wrong
0: hands could cost us. With MTN Business Cloud powered by Microsoft technology, your data is secured in world-class data centers based in South Africa. It's always available, backed up, and complies with South African laws, ensuring that you and your clients are always protected. With a footprint covering 23 countries, isn't it time you found out about a cloud solution built to build African businesses? Welcome to the new world of business. Sir Richard Branson had a game-changing idea. He made it happen. You have a game-changing idea, and now Sir Richard wants to discuss it with you aboard the Virgin Atlantic 787 Dreamliner. Presenting Dream Entrepreneur. Email dream at cliffcentral.com with your one-minute video or audio recorded business plan. If our panel of judges think it's a game-changer, you'll be one of ten to attend a course at the Joburg Branson Center of Entrepreneurship. Then, two final winners will take home 40,000 Rand in cash, 140,000 Rand's digital marketing package, one week in London attending Global Entrepreneurship Week, and time with Sir Richard Branson aboard the Virgin Atlantic 787 Dreamliner. An idea is only ever an idea until you make it happen. T's and C's apply. Go to cliffcentral.com for more info. Are you South Africa's next dream entrepreneur?
1: com on a Thursday afternoon Which means it is between two fans With myself, Mabali Maloy and Aspasia Karas And this afternoon we're joined by Journalist Mandy Wiener And we're going to be tackling an issue That, you know, according to the news every, every now and again is quite An out of control and serious Problem that we are dealing with as South Africans
2: Well Mabali, I actually want to say That just yesterday they announced um, A world study showed That um, it said, SA is one of a handful of countries that has physical or sexual violence inflicted by a partner as a major risk factor leading to disability or death. Mm. And this was the Institutes of Health Metrics and Evaluation at the University of Washington who measured 79 risk factors that led to premature death or chronic disease in 188 countries. So, I thought that was pretty dramatic,
1: and that's exactly what I thought as well when I read the statement, is femicide the new form of divorce? And I thought, oh, that's, that's a rather dramatic statement to make, Mandy. But I mean, is it a fair question to ask? Is it a fair statement to make?
3: So it's interesting because this question uh, first arose from Leonard Carr, who's a psychologist um, who who often speaks on on high-profile crimes. Um, and he said that, um, you know, he asked this question and pointed to the fact that a few of the patients that he's been seeing, uh, he's had incidents where um, one of the partners has offered money to a hitman to kill their spouse yeah. instead of divorcing them. Um, and you know, in, in the past, I've done the occasional story like this where, where somebody has, has. Hired someone to kill their well, There was their lover. that one um, in Pretoria, wasn't well, she? Well, he, um, Nico Henning, yeah, where he's standing trial, he hasn't been convicted, um, but other people have. Um, and then there's Christopher
1: Paniatu, of course. And then there's Christopher
3: Paniatu. So you know, there, there's there's certainly a lot of cases where this does seem to be happening, which does raise the question: is is femicide the new divorce? You know, did Chris Paniatu take out his wife? and kill her instead of divorcing her? You know, that that's kind of the question that, that is lingering, that everyone's asking. So what I decided to do was go to the experts to yeah. ask them. Um, and, you know, the experts who have looked at this, you know, so it's people like Lisa Vettin, for example, who's, who's an expert on gender-based crime. Uh, and it's people who have done studies into intimate femicide. And they are not happy with this question. Mm. You know, generally there's been quite a lot of backlash when I've posed the question to them because they say that it goes against everything that studies are showing. So the majority of reasons why men kill women is out of jealousy. It's because they um are feeling possessive and it's because the woman is trying to leave. It's not that the man is trying to get rid of the woman. So in fact it's the complete opposite almost. It's not you know, one of the scientists I spoke to said that it is possible that it could be a new trend, they just haven't studied it yet. Mm. But certainly the reasoning and a lot of the, the work that has been done around intimate femicide, and that is the the killing of a woman by by her partner is that it's because she wants to leave and because the man is jealous, not because the man is trying to take her out so that he can get an insurance payment.
0: But it does Do raise you, uh, a lot of
3: questions about it does. the high levels of intimate femicide. And I've, I've done quite a lot of, of work on that. I mean, for example, the rate of intimate femicide in South Africa is 57%. You know, so, so when we look at a case like Jade mm. Paniyatu and we immediately suspect the husband it's because we have reason to suspect the husband yes. because in the majority of cases where women are killed it is the partner so for example according to statistics south africa's victims of crime survey from 2013 to 2014 you know this is where, where the official police stats pretty much mm. look at who is killing women? Right. A total of thirty nine percent of victims so that's four in ten, basically, were killed by someone that they know. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, that's massive. You know, the chances yeah. are that you're going to be killed by your boyfriend are a lot higher than the chances are that you're going to be killed by a random stranger in a who hijacking. Breaks into your yeah. Or who
1: breaks into your house, which is which seems to be the the perception that a lot of South Africans have about crime is that well, if well, Emma, I'm, a, I'm a victim of crime, it's going to be because some of stranger. some stranger. But these stats are saying, no, actually, it's likely to be somebody that you know on an intimate level. Absolutely. So, uh,
3: you know, there's, there's only been two studies that have done on, been done on intimate femicide in South Africa. The one was in 2009 and the previous one was in 1999. Mm. And what they did was they, they compared these two different studies. And in 2009, uh, a woman was being killed by her partner every six hours mm. whereas now every eight hours a woman is being
2: killed so by, in nineteen ninety nine it was every six hours and now it's every eight hours so, so it's hours. gone down oh it has gone, gone down. down yeah so the
3: all the number of of women that um that has been killed by her partners has gone down, but the percentage of femicides has gone up, so in other words either way it still sucks basically you know like you now, still and when massive, i hear the word femicide risk. it
2: sounds like pesticide like they're just <laughs> putting out those pesty pesky women <laughs> using femicide yeah trying to get rid of us but
1: uh, either way though it's it's still a big problem in terms of um, relationships between men and women whether or not men are getting rid of women because they're jealous of them or because they're yeah. trying to divorce them or whether it's because it's, it's, it's a, it's a horrible end to an abusive relationship or an abusive existence. This is a big South African problem that we have.
3: It's massive. And you know, I try to get comparisons of where South Africa is according to the rest of the world. Yeah. And it's quite difficult to tell. I mean, we rate very high, but a lot of countries haven't done studies. So it's hard to tell how we compare to to other countries. The general consensus is that it's much higher here than anywhere else, but there aren't exact figures of of where we rate uh, around the world. But it's definitely a, uh, a, a problem that is, that is that very quoted. endemic. Yeah, which there's no ranking system, in no. other words, of of who has more intimate femicide than 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 which other country. But it's definitely a major South African problem, and it's, and you know. It, it works both ways as well. So I mean, femicide is a huge issue, and you know, there's so many cases. So you look at the Shanduani case, for example, Oscar Pistorius. Um, you know, the motivations are, are different there, of course. Um, but then you look at a case like Najwa Peterson, where she was convicted. Mm. Then there's the the Tandi Makgobela. Yes. Um, you know, who killed her her um, acting judge mm. uh, her husband. Yes. You know, so there are lots of reported cases of where it works vice versa yes, as well.
1: Yes.
2: But I suppose the, the reason that would lead, um, Leonard Carr to actually saying this stuff is that there are a lot of high profile cases of men who have like sort of willfully plotted to...
3: Yeah, and there kill was a case wife. that I was tweeting about last week, um, the name escapes me now where the woman was, the, the, the husband has now been arrested, um, in, in Joburg, um, has been arrested for his having his wife killed in in what appeared to look like a hijacking and Leonard said that this is one of the issues in South Africa is that because random hijackings are so prevalent prevalent, it's the perfect cover Mm. so you know it's very easy to like have a hijacking posed um, and and it's actually you
2: paying somebody to, to have your partner killed. But these things fall apart. I mean, even think about the, like, how is it, this is what interests me. I mean, mostly when one does get hijacked, the police never find (laughs) the hijackers. But when it's a murderous intent, when somebody's paid off some guy, how how is it that they immediately find that no, actually. How many cases do you not know about do you suppose that Allowed. there's something huge? It's going possible. On? Yeah, you
3: know, I mean it is possible that there are a lot of cases. Um but I think that also the police, if it is random, it's quite difficult to to find them, but they are still investigating. And if they're investigating it's quite easy, I think, to work out that the partner was responsible. Mm. And in fact, um one of the, the women that I spoke to um said that it is good. Um, Professor Naima Abrahams, she's part of the Medical Research Council team that did this the study, and she says that it is good that police are automatically looking at the partner, because they should, because the
1: numbers show that it probably is the partner. And is, does that go for uh, whether it's a, it's a male or a female? So, for example, if my boyfriend is found dead in <laughs> three days' time... They are automatically going I to look at me. I think are always. Yeah. You know,
3: I mean, if you read a, any, like, crime fiction, anyway, you know, they're always going to look at the... At the first... The jilted lover or the, you know, the the partner. Listen, now I that, said,
2: my buddy, you must spend more than 10 right, hours a okay. week on your partner. Yes, no, I was just trying to get a, you know, to get a
1: comparison of... Um,
2: and you said stats. you haven't seen him for three days. What's going on?
1: Well, we were in Sun City this week working from there. It's a whole big thing. But Mandy, you mentioned two
2: studies that were done. Who one last in... saw him?
3: Is this is <laughs> really relevant.
2: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I'm just wondering where the partner is. <laughs> um, in the boot of her car. He's still alive. He's still alive. <laughs> oh, good. You mentioned two studies. he text us. <laughs> one in
1: 1999 and then uh, one now. Twenty. Well, the recent one. I 2009. Yeah. 2009. Um, Two studies for such a big problem in, in the country, in South Africa, is that enough or is it is it just a case of, well, you know, this kind of thing happens?
3: I think it is something that the particularly gender activists look at. You know, I mean, these are just the, the official ones that, that, that I'm referring to yeah, here. Yeah. Um, but I think this is definitely an issue that is high on the radar of, of all, um, you know, the, the, the experts in the field. You know that that they are looking at it. Yes. Um. You know they're also looking at the motives. Um. You know, and we know that the 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 CSVR, the Council for Violence, whatever mm. it's called. Um. You know, has been doing studies for for ages about what leads to it, and that's the the really big issue is what motivates it, so that it can be addressed. at at the root level, and what do they say, and, and Mandy? Wh- they're saying it's a combination of things. They're saying it's our psyche, it's the intergenerational pass down of trauma, um, you know, like a legacy of 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 violence in the country. Um, you know, people who only knew violence as a way to to deal with with conflict. It's our gun laws. So it's not one thing. It's a combination of these things that result in it. It's almost the you know the it's the perfect brew of of these different factors, and that 's why it's so high in south africa but this is the great the great question is not just about femicide but about all crime in South Africa. Mm. Why is it so violent
1: and what about the fact that um a lot of women in this country still feel that it is acceptable for them to be ill treated by their male partners that that as far as I understand is a big issue where women are too afraid to speak out about the fact that they're possibly being abused or, you know, their lives are at threat. Um, they feel that if they go to, you know, the police or to, to somebody mm. asking for help that they're ignored, that their cries aren't, uh, aren't I taken mean, as, as, as serious. Yeah. Like
3: Lisa Vettin spoke extensively about that. Yeah. About some of the, these themes of, um, of jealousy and of uh, sexual ownership. Um, you know, as, as motivations for this and how common it is and how, how prevalent it is in society where, where women are, are treated this way. And, and a lot of it becomes, um, commodity. Commoditized And in fact that's what Lena Carr said Is that the reason that that a lot of this is happening Is because we, we treat each other as commodities And our lives have become so commoditized oh. So you you own things You own cell phones You own cars You own your partner mm. It's very much a, a possession based kind of psyche Especially if she's a trophy Indeed <laughs> Yes And if the trophy but wants to leave you How dare she
2: How dare she But um I mean, I was having this chat yesterday with a friend of mine who's, who got divorced two years ago. And the husband is still in this state of extreme anger about the fact that she left. I actually felt that she might be in danger just from the stuff he was saying. She was saying that he was saying. And I could not believe it. And I suppose it was if your ego feels traumatized, somebody actually now left you with your three children and everything. You, you're you actually lost. I mean, there's a lot about are men disempowered in this country and so therefore feel that this last final possession that they have ownership over, um, if it also plans to leave, then they truly mm-hmm. have lost everything.
3: But at the same time, that, that directly contradicts this concept of divorce being the new femicide or femicide being the new divorce because – if she was to be harmed, it wouldn't be because he wants to divorce her. It's because he doesn't want to Mm, divorce him. mm, mm. It's the direct opposite.
2: I mean, all these cases of people shooting themselves, their children, their wives, of which we've had a lot of that. What is that about?
3: I'm not not an expert on, on, you know, (laughs) violence or, you know, I'm not a psychologist. You know, I think that's, I think that there's, you know, a lot of it has to do with the same reasons, perhaps that that femicide occurs. But it'd be, I mean, great to chat to somebody who, who is from the, you know, the council of, um, the, you know, research into mm. what's it called, violence. violence, um, because you know I think that as as a country we have to do a lot of introspection about, about why we have such a high level of violence and and why a lot of it is so intimate. You know, the fact that intimate femicide rates are so high. Um, I think it, it definitely raises a lot of questions about South African society and, and the way that we interact with each other.
1: Mandy, how important is it then for organizations to step in and to be vocal and to be heard in these kinds of instances? Because you, you look at an organization like the ANC Women's League, for example, and they often get criticized for just being puppets of the main body or for the main body. And I mean, how important is it for organizations to then step in, to be vocal and to say, this is unacceptable. Is there enough of that happening in in our political landscape?
3: Well, I think there's there's a strong voice, definitely. You know, if you look at the the organisations that that speak out against women, but I'm sure they would argue that it's never strong enough. Mm. Uh, and you mentioned the ANC Women's League, and that's such a controversial position because I mean, if you look at, for example, Jackie Moffa King's role in the Oscar Pistorius case, mm. and the fact that it was the application that she brought that that prevented him from being released on, on correctional supervision. There were a lot of questions around that because there are a lot of questions around her motivation for doing that. You know, and, I mean, the, 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 petition that, that they put forward to the Minister of, of Justice, um, and correctional supervision, uh, services was that, he shouldn't be released during Women's Month, which is a bit of a ridiculous thing, really, because yeah, he's yeah. going to be released anyway. Yeah, yeah. But as a result of that, it has delayed this entire process yes. and, and and really you know, grounded to, to a halt. But then there's so much criticism of why, for example, they're involved in that case because it's so high, high profile. Yeah but they're not involved in a hundred other cases where it's the same scenario but it isn't a world renowned athlete yes um and, and it just has, has raised a lot of questions about how they they pick and choose and how the the ministry of of women similarly picks and chooses what it's what mm-hmm. it supports and what it what it doesn't
2: obviously you're going to get more interested in something that is high profile or slightly scandalous. And so I think this is publicity. Well, true. Um, so it's going to work for a political party, which is what the NC women's league is, but not necessarily for a ministry, um, who have been like strangely quiet about so many things. Uh, but let's not talk about the ministry. What I want to say is, are we saying that like this, these high-profile cases are actually diverting attention from the real kind of uh, murderous intent of um, jealous spouses. I mean, do you agree that that is actually the conclusion? So, or so it's interesting Is there a set of like just basically psychopathic men who are viewing their wives as like objects and when they're a bit bored or want to move on to the next one or need some spare cash or got like sort of roped mm. into a marriage and now want to get out of it, they just top them because
3: well, so it's such an interesting thing like I always look at the example of this this Jade panichi case. Mm. What has made that high profile? Why is that case high profile? She's not a celebrity. She's not well-known. Neither is he. And yet it has captivated the nation. And it's been, it's really gripped people. You know, it kind of has been this year's Oscar Pistorius trial. Mm. And, and I've been really trying to reflect on, on why this has happened. And then, I mean, you've got to look at at, at the issues here. Is it because she's white? Is it because she's middle class? Is it because she's beautiful? Is it because the husband was having an affair and that he was the one who took her
1: out? Um is, Allegedly. Is, is it because after the Oscar Pistorius buzz, this was then the next best story to get to, just to like... Kind so, of keep that whole thing touching on important is, things, is the media There's racial yes. you know, yeah. Is the media
3: driving it? Has yeah. the media made it a high profile case? Yeah. Because it's so salacious.
2: But there was also like a whole Twitter and Facebook campaign that started in, you know, online in to Anticipation try, before the like body was
3: found because it was the husband trying to find her. But there are dozens of other cases of black women in townships that go missing and people try to find them. Mm. And when their bodies are found, Nobody there's cares. not the same kind of, of sensation around it. Yeah. So so what, what drives that? Is it the media? Is it the race? Is it the 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 class? Is it her stature?
1: Is it because she was a teacher? Is it, is it us? Because we also lap this stuff up and you know, we get involved and we we have things to say on social media and we become very vocal about these things. So is it also is it also us as a society but, um, Who are just yeah. feeding off Of all of this as well
3: I mean when you look at the fact That, that a woman is killed By her husband Every eight hours In this country Why is Jade his case Getting st- so such much a Disproportional time. amount yeah. um, With all due respect to, to her and her family You know um, And there sh- rightly Should be media coverage of it But why is there so much Media coverage of it
2: I think you're right I mean I do think That the, the, the cases Where they've been Sort of Pretty white women um, and I, I, I almost feel that we should. Uh, there's, there's clearly some kind of value placed in the social interest. People want to see what happened to these pretty white women. It's kind of, it is the bias in the media. I mean, I mean, I I mean it's something, something perf- that we've said before. The perfect case to look
3: at is is the Lee Matthews case as an example. Yeah, where, where that really did, you know, ca- capture the attention of the nation. Um, and and again, it's because of the the the, the factors that were involved. Um, you know, there's so many cases where you can draw the distinction between attention that was given. I mean, even in the Oscar Pistorius case, in the courtroom next door. Yes,
2: remember that story.
3: In the courtroom next door was a guy who was the on trial
2: for killing his girlfriend. Zanella Kumalo was her name.
1: Yes.
3: And, I
2: uh, actually remember that name because she was good also because supremely pretty. The rest pretty. of the country doesn't. No, the, re-
1: the rest of the country probably didn't hear of her, they, they don't, didn't even know that she exists.
2: And And for me, it was like a very telling thing. Because really is, you know, just, uh, she was equally pretty, she was a student, she was smart. And I think a lot of it falls on, on us as journalists
3: to, to do introspection and reflect on, on why. But at the same time it's it's what the public wants to hear. Well you about. see, I mean the you
2: papers know? have to sell and if they just if this is the story that has has somehow captivated their attention, it's the same. Like should you or shouldn't you report on this nonsense with Bonang and Claire and blah blah or shouldn't you? Should you step away from it?
1: Well, I do think it's interesting that you that we we mentioned the fact that these women are pretty because I remember one of the first things that I saw people saying and heard people saying about this mm. Sindisiwe Mandela. Is they said, oh, but she's so pretty. How could she be? How, well, how could, could she, she be have, a killer because she's pretty? Yes. How could she have killed Flava? She's so pretty. She's so beautiful. You know, there's, there's, there's just, the assumption that Prettiness equals moral. Um, well, I don't know what the assumption is there, but, but you know, just just again highlighting the point mm. that a lot of the reasons that these women end up getting the attention has partly to do with the fact that they were pretty.
3: Yeah, like I don't get I this can, whole I'm, bonang
1: Sinclair thing. Like I don't get why
3: so much of our time, but I think it's a culture of celebrity generally. Yeah, and so much of our of our energy is expended on on celebrities, like other people have affairs and mm. they don't play out in the public the same way. And, you know, like not every single step of it <laughs> yeah, is, yeah, is ventilated yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the public domain. It's bizarre how... But I suppose we live
1: vicariously through these people, so... And also there's that whole thing about being obsessed with the celebrity culture, which is just a problem in itself.
2: But you see, celebrities have become like the modern myth, sort of... They're, that's the role that they fulfill. Like, you know, you used that's to have... royalty, Like it used to be the royal family or whatever. Well, maybe, except that, like... It was also just like myths like Cinderella, da 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 now you've got Bonang. It's a it's a morality tale for people, don't you know, and people play out all their deep seated like society's deep seated mores like get like sort of established through this fight on Twitter. Yes, this works, no this doesn't. Yes, we 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 let you do what you like until we don't. Yeah. Um because everyone is saying, No, actually this is not good. You can't even though, I mean, most cheating with married men happens whilst the wife is pregnant. There's like huge statistical evidence that shows that's that period when he's like freaking out. He's like, oh, my word, <laughs> I'm I'm getting trapped now. There's the end of my youth. And so they go, I mean, it's a very interesting, So, and not to presuppose that Bonang had anything to do with it, mm. but it is the common time. And so it was quite interesting that, of course, nobody's saying anything bad about A.K.A., are they? Uh, just like, like, he's the man. He's the, the man. Whole, I, mean, got I could it. talk He'd to like, you for hours he got about his this. Action. Yeah, yeah.
3: Like, this is a whole other thing. Yeah, completely, really. like,
1: completely. The fact
3: that there's so much being said about Bonang and so little being said about him is yeah. just astonishing. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, Mandy, I do just want to bring it back to this whole thing on, on femicide before we wrap it up, because it is almost time to wrap it up. Because every now and again, you keep hearing people saying... Yes, but you know, we also need to engage the men more and we need to educate. I said that.
2: I said that. We need to educate <laughs> the men more. We
1: need to get them more involved in this, in this whole situation. I mean, let me just get your take on this whole thing, engaging the men, talking to them more, having, having the difficult conversations with them. Is there, does that, is that the right approach? Ha, has it been proven to help? Uh, is there enough of that being done? With, with Look, I, I'm not an ec- enough of an
3: expert. On, on it to to give you you know an, an official kind of view yeah um but my personal take on it would be that I think you absolutely have to have have more of an awareness amongst men but I think so much of it is deep seated and underlying and, and and inherent in the culture and I think a lot of it comes from from role models and comes from from parents and and unfortunately we live in a country where you know absent fathers are, are such a big issue mm. um and where there aren't those those role models that can can suggest to, to to young men how to behave. So I think that that this is not a simple question. You know, we can't engage with stakeholders and have conferences and talk shops with men telling them not to kill women. You
1: know, it's just. <laughs> I mean, you would think that you
3: it's really expensive. mustn't do it. You yeah, really it's just mustn't. not a good <laughs> idea. Like it's, don't do that. <laughs> like it's not nice. Like it's, it's not going to work. You know don't that?
1: use that
2: femicide <laughs> on that woman.
1: I'm just featuring an ad coming on yeah. TV while I'm watching Modern Family. It says, "Don't kill women." I mean, it's, I mean, it's whatever. Uh, it's, it's a difficult environment that some of us find ourselves living in but um, can I ask you what you're going to be working on next for your next fe- feature with Marie Claire have you decided yet yeah. do you know so can, next can, month it's is, light
3: it's really cool okay. it's, it's really it's really light it's, it's taking a look at um, we do Mandy Wiener light yeah we're doing Mandy Wiener light <laughs> like light zero um, <laughs> I've had enough of killers and, and, and I know, I know. And, and we just enough already and cops and stuff and rapists uh, so we're doing female comics. Ah, love it! Yeah, great fun.
2: Yeah, the female funny bone. Thank and, you very and much. And let's be careful lest somebody goes and like <laughs> kills it. <laughs> With that femicide Thank you for prayer. joining us once again Mandy
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for having me Good to see you again Aspasia We'll be uh, back um, Well we're not going to be back next week Thursday Next week is a holiday It is a public holiday Heritage day and all of that
2: stuff We're going to go and celebrate our heritage <laughs> <laughs> In femicide We're going to do a oh combination dear. No, that's of That's terrible We're going to do a combination a
1: of back. like Greek slash sort of amalgamated Mashed up stuff it's, it's, it's going to be fun But uh, thank you for joining us once again here on Between Two Femmes. This is cliffcentral.com. This
0: is
2: cliffcentral.com.